My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone out there, and welcome back to The Art of Attraction with Domini Drew. I am your host, Domini Drew herself, and we are joined today by my co-host and uh, fantastic uh, fellow business partner, uh, Caitlin Wright. Caitlin, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me once again. Yeah, I'm very happy to do so. Uh, we have a great show for you today. Um, we, uh, we were brainstorming about topics and... I uh, really wanted to to talk to you guys today about the the nice guy, um, what I like to call the, the the nice guy fallacy or the nice guy distortion. Um, so I, you know, just a little bit about who I am. My name is Domini. I help single men attract life partners through personal and relationship coaching. So what that basically means is that you know guys who are who are struggling either to meet someone or are um, repeatedly attracting the wrong relationship or are struggling with approach anxiety and, you know, whatever it is, it's getting in between you and your ideal relationship life. That's what we, what we do is we help you narrow down the issue. We figure out what the problem is. And then I give you step-by-step -step instructions on how to address it. It's, it's really that simple. And the, you know, results that we've gotten from this program have just been just spectacular. I, I, if you follow my page, Dominique Drew Coaching, Consulting and Speaking, uh, on Facebook, there's a lot of, you know, testimonials and stories that come through of successes and clients, and it's always just so heartwarming. And um, uh, Caitlin and I love that shit, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're really into this. Um, mm. So, you know, the, the, basically the approach that we take um, and, and my, you know, the, the work that I've taught, I've done this for about 15 years, and you know, what's, what's really been fascinating to me is, is the sort of what I, I've just been uh, was, I was just writing about this the other day, um, the idea of the, the sort of global fallacy um, that I, I see happening. And, and one of the sort of the, the biggest one I would say that I see out in the world is that people think that their lives have nothing to do with them. You know, people think that they're, that they're a victim of their circumstances, that they have no control over what kind of life they can lead. And unfortunately, you know, the way that that affects your life is, is really negatively. Um, you end up proving yourself right. You know, if, if you feel that you're a victim in your life, then you probably are, you know? You don't need to be, but you're choosing to be by, by sort of relinquishing the control. Um, and this is incredibly, incredibly common, actually. Um, people would rather, they would rather avoid, you know, they'd rather not have the control of their life and not have to have the responsibility for it either because that's, you know, uh, with great power comes great responsibility, you know, and that's, that's really is very true. Um, and people just don't want to do that. They'd rather not. Um, and unfortunately, that just leads to a really disempowered, disempowered life. So a lot of the guys who come to us by the time they reach us, they are wildly disempowered. They have no, you know, most of them there, even when they're on the, on the, the call with me, which, you know, they book a time for, um, it's really, it's not, um, you know, they, they still don't really believe that they can fix it, right? Um, and I'll here, I'll give you a link. I'm on, you know, the Facebook Live as well, as well as on the radio. Um, and so I'll just give the link if you, you know, want to read, you know, hear more about what I, um, what I do and how I work. I have a, there's a link that I'm just going to post right here, which is dominidrew.com slash hello. So that's www.dominie, D-O-M-I-N-E-Y, Drew, D-R-E-W dot com slash hello. And, you know, if you're, if you're 
looking that up and you want more information, all of my past radio episodes are on YouTube and on my Facebook business page. So please feel free to send me a friend request. Let me know that you heard me on the show and, and, you know, we'll get you right in and you can get, there's a lot of free content that's available, even just, you know, being a part of the business page and, you know, free advice. And I answer questions for people and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here to help. So however I can, can do that for you. I'm, I'm happy to. Um, so basically, you know, what I talk about in that video in the dominiedrew.com slash hello link, um, is, is kind of, you know, how these, these distortions start, um, and, and what to do about them. That's, that's really the work. Okay. So if you feel sort of victimized in your life where you're like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm one of those nice guys. And, uh, you know, Kayla and I were just talking before the show about, you know, how many people we hear say this, oh, nice. You know, it's like nice guys, you know, I'm always a nice guy and I finish last. Like nice is, is a, is a real negative. It feels like it's got like a negative connotation now, doesn't it? Yeah. It's such a shame that, that so many people that I speak to seem to feel like that is why that's what's keeping them single is because they're nice yes. and they have actually said, well, I could be an asshole too. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's not, that's, that's not what the world needs more of. No, 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 Mm-mm. no. But I, I did really like Dominique when you said that your life is your responsibility. Yes. Yeah. And that's really, that's really huge because the victim mentality is just, it's, it's everywhere. Um, you know, well, I'm just nice. You know, I've, I've had people, and Kayla and I do, do some of the same calls and um, I've had people call in and say, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm just a nice guy. I could be an asshole too. And then I think everyone who has, who has said that to me follows it up. I stay silent and they follow it up with, but I don't really want to. I mean, that's just not really me. You know, it's like this sort of like, yeah, I can be, I could, I could do that. And, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to, you don't want to, it's not who you are. Okay. There's no, women don't prefer assholes. That is not true. (laughs) It's just not true. (laughs) So, um, so I'd like to, I'd like to really go, go into that a little bit and, 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 and explore and, and pick that apart a little bit. So how to win as a nice guy. Okay. Or, you know, does do nice guys really finish last? Um, the thing is that in, in each culture, there are sort of sets of accepted beliefs, okay, and how that culture works and how they run. And it's a little bit different. Um, but the general population kind of agree on it, okay? Um, so one of the, you know, for example, if you think of, you know, the um, the Italian culture, right, which is a sort of very, um, or Spanish, you know, sort of, sort of emotion-based and, um, you know, more, more sort of maybe art-oriented and, and creativity and, and romance and love and passion and dancing. And those are all like really integral parts of the culture. And then you may go to, um, to another sort of more structured culture, you know, compare Spain with say like Japan, right? Or China, where things are just a lot more structured, right? Everybody goes this way and everybody's walking in the same way. And, you know, it's not that there isn't, you know, art and beauty there. And it's not that there isn't structure in Spain, but, but each one will have an emphasis in a different place, Okay. So um, with these kind of accepted beliefs are, are, are smaller versions, okay? So I just gave you two sort of overarching examples, but there's also smaller, smaller uh, examples. And one of these is the example of nice guys finish last. So that's a belief that our culture kind of holds. And the way you know that is you can kind of say it and people know what you're talking about, right? It's like generally accepted. Oh, nice guy finish last. Oh yeah, ha ha ha. And I elbow you and you collude. And nobody's made any better by that interaction, by the way. Um, but, but yeah, so nice guys finish last is a belief in our, in our culture that I've noticed over my, my years of experience doing this. Um, and it's more than that as well. Um, you know, I've also heard, you know, women want assholes, you know, as Caitlin said, it's like, okay, women don't want ass. That's not a, that's not a thing. (laughs) That's not a thing. Um, the thing is, you know, each personality type has, um, has core qualities and has distortions. Okay. That's how we work. So as we, um, yeah, someone just, just commented on Facebook, on Facebook. Thank you, Alan. Yeah. I've heard, heard that saying all, all your life and it disgusts me. It says it's, it's true. It's, it's people just throw it out there and assume that everyone agrees. And then that's, 
you know, and then nobody really thinks about what they're saying. And the problem is every time that happens, it, it sort of makes the rut a little deeper. It, it, it strengthens those neural pathways, and those are the ones which aren't serving you, right? So, um, and, but that tends to be how it works. You know, that's how personalities work. So we, we're, we're born with a certain set of core qualities, okay? That's what makes people different. Um, and so when, um, so, so one person might be, you know, born and they're outgoing and they're, um, sort of dramatic and they're, they've got great leadership qualities and, you know, they like teaching and things like that. And then somebody else will be born and they will like to, to learn and to read and to be by themselves and to really connect with nature deeply and really to, you know, but more sort of like introverted um, uh, activities. And both of those are great. It genuinely doesn't matter, you know, who you, <laughs> which one you have. What matters is that you're authentic to it, okay? But each of, those, each of those personality types, the extrovert, let's say, and the introvert, we'll just use those as examples for today. The extrovert's going to have positive qualities, okay? Leadership, um, you know, uh, a courage, bravery is, is um, likely in, in extroverts, um, they'll want to sort of, they'll want to teach or they'll want to be on stage or they love, they like to be seen, right? And the introvert will, will not enjoy being seen as much. So within the extrovert, okay, so we've got the, the great qualities of leadership and all these things, but we also defend ourselves. And if you're someone who's got good leadership qualities and you're, def- and you're in defense or you perceive yourself as threatened, then you, um, you, you will distort that. You'll use your strengths as a defense. Okay, so if you're naturally... Um, if you're naturally a, a leader type and you, I don't know, let's say you, you go to, to teach a workshop and you feel somebody's taking your leadership, your quality, your, your uh, teaching opportunity away, you may be like, no, I, I, I have to teach and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach. Or you might teach people whether they want you to teach them or not. You know, you might just be like, here, let me show you about this. And they're rolling their eyes because you're out of, you're out of contact at the moment, but you identify as a leadership person. And so you go, oh, quick, here, I'll do my thing. Okay, you will over extrovert. The introvert will do the opposite. Okay, They're def- they will defend to um, over, um, uh, over, you know, contracting or to isolating or to stagnation, you know, not, I don't want to go anywhere or do anything or to, you know, depression or any of those things, um, which are distortions of that introvert's, you know, natural, natural gifts. So the reason I say that is, you know, if you're a nice guy, you've got a set of qualities that are incredibly desirable. And I'm using the word nice guy as in, in common language, right? If you consider yourself, that's how you see yourself as like, I'm a nice guy. Okay, great. Then you're going to want a woman who wants a nice guy. Okay, so when guys, so when Kayla and I say, oh, guys are, are saying, you know, I could be an asshole if I want. Sure, of course you could. Absolutely. And then you will attract women who want assholes. Is that what you want? <laughs> you know? So it comes down to, if you, the, the reason it's so important to be authentic when you're dating, it's so important to be authentic in life in general, truly. There is no higher, actually authentic, not like, fuck you, I'll do what I want. That's a defense. Actually authentic, right? Um. There's, there's, it's so important. It's so especially important to be authentic in the dating scene because in the dating scene, um, you are, you're attracting someone. How you are will either attract someone or not attract someone, okay? Depending on what you're doing and what space they're in and what they like and what they don't. Attraction is an incredibly authentic thing, okay? It really can't be, um, it really can't be faked, right? Exactly. Alan's saying the same thing on, on, on Facebook Live here. Yeah. The key is seeing those qualities for yourself and working on yourself for that with them in order to show it. And that's exactly right. You be your authentic self because then you will then attract the people who will be attracted to you when you're in that space are the people you actually want to date because they're the ones that are attracted to the real you. Am I making sense, Caitlin? Yes. <laughs> yes. This is so important. And so often people try and change themselves to to attract someone that they think should be attracted to them or they want to attract, they will change themselves in some way or, or show or defend in some way. So often on the calls, um, you know, I, I hear that, Oh, I can, 
you know, I tried to do this for her and do that and, and be who she wanted me to be, but not truly being authentic in themselves to themselves. Yeah. And then they live in that place of, oh, women want this, so I'll be that. So then you attract, I mean, best case scenario, first of all, you're being inauthentic and you're unlikely to attract anyone. That's just how attraction works, okay? Um, But, you know, if even, like best case scenario, let's say you, you convince yourself that you're someone else and you act like that person because you think that's what women want. Best case scenario, you're going to attract a woman who wants something that isn't really you. Mm-hmm. Why? Now you've got someone who doesn't really like you. <laughs> I mean, I'm just talking logistically here, and I know I'm oversimplifying, but I'm doing that to really clarify because what ends up happening is you're just sort of lost in this. I don't know why women don't like me. I don't know why, you know, women are you know aren't attracted to me. And it's like, well, are you attracted to you? Like, there's a process of learning to love yourself. You know, really. Um, really falling in love with yourself, really like, you know, you know, stop the the things that you, that you don't like about yourself, actually stepping up and doing something about them. Right. Not just, um, not just, you know, bitching about it and letting them, letting them stay. It's like, okay, I, I wish I were more motivated. All right. What can I do to help myself get more motivated? You know, there are resources in the world. It's okay. That's good. You know, go help, go help yourself, go, go, go fix the problems. And, and then there's, again, as you, as you do this sort of exploratory self-work that, that, that we really do, um, you, you, you start changing on that authentic level so that, so you, it starts to become safer to be authentic. And I think Caitlin's probably going to have some things to add to this. Um, <laughs> but when you, when you start to become authentic, um, you st- it, it really is a process of like feeling safe, like, oh, I don't need to, you know, all these sort of rules, nice guys finish last, women want assholes. Um, you know, if I just keep at it, it's just a numbers game. I've heard that one a lot too. It's a numbers game. No, it's not. No, it's not. That is not true. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you know, you're throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. We're talking about a life partner here. It is not a numbers game. That's not true at all. You know, it's a matter of getting clear on what you want, getting yourself in the state where you're able to accept it into your life, and then, you know, and then letting yourself actually receive it. You know, when you do that, you, you, you're, you know, the one, the, the, the right one falls into your lap. You know, it's exactly, it's a, it's a great question. Where does the numbers game idea even come from? It's, it's just something that I hear a lot. And if you look at it like a math problem, then yes, it makes sense. But this is not a math problem. You know, this isn't a, a, a the universe doesn't work. Like, it's not that ratios aren't, you know, aren't a, a real thing and things like that. Of, of course they are. In this game, there are way too many other variables. It's an oversimplification and it's not useful has been my, my, you know, take on the, it's a numbers game thing. Oh. And, and Dominic, you know, if you're not being authentic with yourself, you can date as many people as you want, but you're going to start to attract either the same type of people or have some sort of pattern that's, that's, that's really not what you're looking for. Yep. And honestly, you know, you're, you're putting in all this effort and it's so much effort. Trying to be someone else is exhausting. <laughs> also, you don't even realize, and Caitlin probably have something to say about this too, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, the, the amount of effort that you have to put out to, you know, without even realizing it. But when you turn your focus to directly on it, oh, I wonder why I'm, I'm really not attracting someone. Um, I wonder why, you know, I don't feel good about being a nice guy. And then boom, all these, these things kind of, under, you know, kind of start to come out. Kaylin, you want to share a little bit about how that was for you? Ooh, all right. <laughs> well, so, I mean, when you, when you were talking about um, the introvert and those defenses that the introvert has, um, well, I have um, all of those, every, every single one of those. <laughs> I have all of them. <laughs> I, have all I of used them. to have all of the other ones uh, for the extrovert, so that's good. Yeah. Well, that's why we work so well together. I know. It's great. Um, <laughs> but wow, really was truly not 
Um, I, I didn't even think I had core qualities. I thought my core qualities were, were um, not just not going out, not being, being around people, being in fear all the time. I thought that was, I thought that was me being authentic was looking at myself and saying, okay, well, this is what happens to me. Um, and, and that's it. I did not take any responsibility for my life. Mm. I just thought that was how my life was going to be. Yeah. I was feeding into, or, or I, I understood only my defenses. I had no idea there was something underneath of them. I had no idea. And now that I can look at them, my actual qualities that I have, I can see my defenses. I see them happening and I can either choose to engage with them or not. Well, that's what you taught me to do. <laughs> so now you're, so now you're, you're able to sort of live without, you know, being in reaction all the time. Yes. I, now sometimes they happen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I, I, I feel them I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is happening. Mm -hmm. um, I can choose to, like I said, dive into them and be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to whatever, stay inside all day. I'm not going to talk to anyone or, or whatever and fall a little bit into my, into my depression. Or mm -hmm. I can look at it and say, okay, I don't have to do that because that isn't me. Mm -hmm. That is something that I'm feeling. And I can either choose to engage that or not. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. That's pretty much the, uh, uh, the secret to a happy life. You can just end the show right there. That, uh, <laughs> I think that'll pretty much do it. Um, and basically what, you know, what it is that you're describing is, you know, being, uh, you know, taking yourself off of autopilot in life. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, being intentional. How do, how do I want to be right now? Instead of just like, oh, I feel badly. I don't know why. And I don't know what's happening. And it's just like, you're in this sort of lost in the, all this confusion. Um, so, so let's, so let's look, start looking directly at, at nice guys. So our, the guys our culture calls nice guys. I want to kind of take a, a, a look at them. Okay. Um, we talked about how people with certain core qualities will, you know, defend in certain ways. That's kind of what makes up a personality type. So in our culture, the guys who are called nice guys are men who have, you know, like core qualities of kindness. Okay. Kindness, compassion, uh, empathy. Um, men who find it quite easy to be sensitive um, or naturally have a sweetness. You know, they're naturally supportive, they're forgiving, they're genuine. You can hear how none of these are negative qualities. Like what man, what woman's going to be like, oh, kindness, compassion, sensitivity, sweetness. Oh, no, I don't want any of that. You know, nobody. That's, those are all phenomenal <laughs> qualities. This is great. You know, so like those are all, you know, again, the introvert. The introvert has great core qualities. They, 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 take, they take things in really deeply. They process on a deep level. They're really connected to themselves. They have great boundaries. It's like, you know, um, and then there, it, it takes all kinds, but there's nothing bad about being a nice guy. That's not, it, it's now sort of gotten taken on a negative charge. The term has taken on a negative charge culturally, but um but it's these these are great. None of nothing I just said is negative qualities, right? Supportive, forgiving, genuine, those are all great things. So what do we do? We distort our strengths. All right. So those are the strengths. Okay. And those are very impressive strengths. And they're also strengths that, you know, are, are things that women really, you know, desire uh, in general, if I can say that roughly, um, overall, I would say. So what are the distortions? Okay. So when the nice guy, you know, is feeling um like needs to defend himself or, or how will these, these sort of qualities distort? Um, these are the guys who will become a doormat. Okay. They'll struggle with insecurity, you know, low self-confidence, weakness, things like that. Those are the distortions. So when people are saying nice guys, they're talking about, you know, the, the negative side of the nice guy. Okay you know, but, but then there's the assholes, right? So the negative side of, you know, the positive qualities of the assholes, you know, the, the, the assholeness obviously is not the positive quality, right? So the positive quality is going to be, um, you know, assertiveness, strength, 
leadership, um, honor, you know, uh, power, you know, able ability to be powerful, you know, being able to direct things, things like that. Um, and then they'll distort to aggression, you know, or to what else will that distort to Caitlin? Um, mm. uh, control. Control. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, oh, you know, being overly powerful, unnecessarily powerful, forceful, overly forceful, things like that. So that's when they think the, the assholes. So, so women don't want the assholes. The assholes are the negative, ne- the, the negative side of the qualities of the person that she wants. Okay. She's looking for a man who's assertive. Um, a man who is assertive will default to aggression when, when uh, threatened. Right. Um, so is that all making sense so far, Caitlin? Oh yeah. I mean, you know what this, when, when, when we, like, like you said, when women are looking for a partner in my personal experience, yeah, it's the, it's not the asshole part that necessarily we're drawn to. It is those core qualities that we're looking for. And the same with the nice guy. We're looking for those core qualities. If you're, if you're defending, if you're in defense, that is not what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, no one is looking for the defenses. Mm-hmm. We're looking for those core qualities. Yeah, and defenses always push people away. That's why they're defenses, the whole point. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a naturally assertive person, you will get angry to get people to go away or to protect yourself. You know, if you're naturally soft and sensitive, you'll get really insecure. You know, shame. All of those are, mm-hmm. are, are defenses of, of that type of, of personality. So... Um, yeah, so, so we know we distort our strengths and in my, as, as the same as Caitlin says, in my research and experience, it seems that the guys who are the assholes are really the ones who have the positive attributes of assertiveness. And then, you know, it gets, you know, they get defensive and they go into aggression. So, um, so I think that's where the nice guys finish last come from, you know, um, because if you are naturally a, a more sensitive, more thoughtful, more, um, you know, gentler type, and someone else comes in with a lot of a lot of strength, and you're you know, there's the same woman. Then the stronger person may come up and 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 take the woman because he's sort of, you know, he's he's able to be seen more clearly. He's stronger. He's clearer about what he wants. You know, and and that kind of tends to win her over. So I think that nice guys, um, you know, tend to see that and go, ugh, this is you know, this, this is, this is just what happens. Women want, you know, what's wrong with her? She wants him. It's like, those are all defenses to avoid feeling vulnerable and feeling, um, undesirable and rejected. But the fact of the matter is that you were rejected in that situation. She preferred that guy for whatever reason. So then great. That's not the woman for you. (gasps) Dominique, can you, can you please repeat that? Yeah. Um, I said, okay, so there's, you know, you're, you're blaming the other guy or the woman for choosing someone else to avoid feeling, um, you know, rejected. But the fact of the matter is like the reality of the situation that I just, just postulated is, um, that you were rejected. She chose, she chose someone else over you, which means she wasn't the right one for you because she's looking for something else. (gasps) So many times on the calls, so many times people are looking for some or or attracted to someone or want someone who made a different choice. And then that means that's not the right woman for you. Yeah. Because they made that choice. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not to say that you could, you know, that you didn't lead her to do it or there was something because, because again, let's look back at the situation. Uh, sensitive, gentle guy is looking, is, uh, you know, wooing this woman, um, more assertive, maybe asshole-ish type because he distorts to aggression, but, you know, more assertive, stronger, clearer, um, maybe more, more comfortable speaking, you know, that person comes in and, and, and pulls her away. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you're letting someone being pulled away as the nice guy in that situation, you're also distorting, you're distorting into weakness. Why wouldn't you stand in your power and say, excuse me, we were actually having a conversation. Ooh. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so, so, so 
or again, distortions of all of the kindness, compassion, empathy, sensitivity, the distortions are being a doormat, letting yourself be walked over. Well, don't just let yourself be walked. You know, you can be very kind, very kind, and still have very strong boundaries. You know, you can set a boundary for yourself. You can say, you know, excuse me. I'm actually interested in Stacy. Mm-hmm. You know, see how I'm, I'm in my power. I'm not aggressive, but I'm also not letting someone like push me around. So again, this is the whole point of becoming authentic. Because if you're just, if you're just sitting there, you're being, you're being kind, you're being empathetic, you're being your sort of natural core. There is nothing that will like that, that place won't get pushed over. It's not, it's not a natural quality of kindness to be willing to be run over. Those are two separate things. You might be inclined to be kind to people. Um, you know, I, I will certainly default to kindness in every area un- unless, you know, I'm, I'm being mistreated, in which case I will not stand for that because I don't want to be treated that way. So you see how the boundary can just be very kind of gentle and also very firm. So, so there's distortions in both sides. The assertive one came up, but that guy lost him because lost it because he either decided to feel sorry for himself or blame himself or feel not good enough or get angry and resentful at the uh, the guy that he's labeled the he decides that he's an asshole because he lost perhaps um, or blame you know Stacy or or whatever. And you can do all those things and they'll feel good temporarily, um, but it won't get you where you want. Oh. That's a phenomenon called uh, negative pleasure, which is when you like, like if you if some if you know something bad's going to happen and then something bad happens and you feel really great, you're like, yes, I called that, <laughs> and it's honestly it feels it feels good. It's short term, but it feels good. Uh, things like uh, collusion, people being like, yeah, you're so right. God, I can't believe she said that to you. You know, things like that. Gossiping. That's all negative pleasure. So. So, you know, that, that nice guy in that situation may come back, may, may go back to his, you know, to his house and, and think, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that wasn't my fault. That was this guy or that was her. She's terrible because she went for an asshole and I'm sure he's an asshole because I've decided that and all these sorts of things. Or you can come on and be like, okay, so I kind of let myself get walked over there. I think, I'll, I think I won't do that again. You know, or I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try harder or, you know what, I'm going to go back tomorrow and I'm going to see if she's there and I'm going to ask her, you know, whatever, whatever. But see, there's a difference between sort of letting yourself spiral into, oh God, it's not me. See, nice guys finish last. Boom. Negative pleasure. Great example. See, nice guys finish last. Right? Like the rightness of it feels kind of good. There's like pleasure in that. Um, you know, if, if I'm a, you know, if I consider myself a nice guy in this, um, uh, the way we're describing it here. And um, I'm having lunch with Caitlin and Caitlin mentions that her, her, her guy friend, you know, got dumped for this other, this other guy and her guy friend was really nice. Then I'll go, see, see, it's not just me. Nice guys do finish. See, I'm right. It's not my fault. See? Mm -hmm. Look, you want to be right or you want to fix your problem? Clear as that. Pick one, okay? Because the more you reinforce bullshit like that in your own system, and don't think it doesn't have an effect. Every thought you have has an effect on your life, okay? Make no fucking mistake about it. So you step into your power or you don't. Um, but, you know, whether you, whether you do or not, it, it makes a difference, okay? So all of those times when you spend time with your friends, like agreeing with yourself and... Um, you know, and, and feeling right and superior. Superior to what? Who cares? This is just this is just you in your head. Do you want to meet the woman of your dreams or not? What's it worth to you? Is it worth, is meeting that woman worth giving up this pleasure? Is it worth giving up being right? That's what you got to ask yourself. That's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah. So this is what I really wanted to communicate here. This is what's really important to me about this. How to be nice, but not a pushover. Okay. So, so we talked about all of this so that you can see that being a nice guy is not a negative thing. Okay. You have positive qualities, incredible qualities as a nice guy. 
And you can distort, you know, you distort your gifts and, and let people run over you sometimes. Okay, fine. So how to be nice but not a pushover. Don't confuse boundaries, okay? Or um, being secure in yourself or not being desperate with aloofness or playing games or I don't really want you or playing hard to get. Okay. So people talk about, okay, so when I go into a bar, you know, how do I, you know, how do I approach women? Okay. Well, approach openly and honestly. Okay. However that looks for you, your approach would be, how are you comfortable doing it? Okay. Um, you know, let yourself be open. Don't worry about being hurt. Don't decide ahead of time that she doesn't want you. Don't be protecting yourself. Don't be like, all right, I'm going to put a finger out, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to get rejected. And then you get rejected because you were pretty sure you go on, you were going to. And then you go, see, I'm glad I only put a toe in. Oh. Does this make sense? It's like the, the, the subtle ways in which we're, you know, the, these things operate, but that's, that's an interaction that I described. That happens in somebody's head, right? So, so then they say, or that's another one, I'm playing hard to get. Oh, you can't, you can't, you know, you have to make them think they don't, they don't want you. You should be mean to them. What? <sighs> yes. Have you heard this shit? Have you heard oh my this? Gosh, yeah. The, oh, yeah, the, the pickup but... artist shit? It's terrible. And look, and look, this is, you know, it, it's also a different demographic. Those guys want to get laid um, for a bar. And I think that that is, you know, maybe how you do that. If you want someone who likes you and who's going to stick around for breakfast the next morning after that amazing night of, uh, of passion, then those tactics aren't going to work. Okay. Um, they, they, they may work in, in the short term. They do not work in the longer term. So, so there's people who are like, oh, you know, play hard to get things like that. That that's absolute nonsense. What they're, what they're talking about, same thing as, oh, women like women want assholes. There's, there's a reason underneath it. That's not true, but there is a reason underneath it. Same thing here. Um, what is attractive to women, what is unattractive to women, um, as, as, you know, I don't make a whole lot of statements about women as a whole, but what I, I think is, is, at least from my experience, really across the board, is that it's the desperation, the need that pushes us away. So it's not that we want aloofness or to be told I don't really want you. That's, that's a distortion, okay? What we're, what we're looking at, what, what we're, we're really wanting is to know that you've got your shit together. Like you're, you're okay on your own. You don't need us, but you're interested. Okay. So if you chase us and you go, I really, really want to, Hey, like, can we just, Hey, what about, you know, let's ask you one more time, you know, and there's sort of like that, um, clinginess, that desperation, then that's what pushes, pushes people away. Like the need, I need you. You're approaching someone at a bar. (laughs) I desperately need you is not a very attractive, uh, um, perspective on that right? Approach to take. So, so, you know, it comes back to being, to being authentic. Okay. Be secure in yourself. Um, know that you have value, whether or not she likes you, whether or not people like you has nothing to do with whether or not you're likable, you know? Um, when you're, when you're secure in yourself and you're not um, you know, letting, you know, in other words, you know, letting your experiences sort of blow you around, like, um, having experience with a woman who rejects you and then you like go, you collapse and you go home and you, you know, mull it over for a week and you get depressed and you feel terrible about yourself and it takes you ages to get up and out again. It's like, don't let, okay, then that wasn't the one. She's, she's not interested. doesn't say anything about you. She's not interested. Okay. So great. You know? So don't, it's, it's like approach of sort of being, you know, being open, okay? Be, knowing, knowing who you are, being confident in yourself, and then, you know, open yourself up to it. Because if you play games, if you pretend to be aloof, okay, or you intentionally play games or you sort of try and indicate that you're, you're hard to get, then what happens is by that point, you're playing games, and so you're going to attract women who like men who play games. Do you see how exactly what you're being is what, is what you're putting out? So you're going to the women who are attracted to you are attracted to who you're being in that state. 
So is that what you want? Women who like, who are looking for men who kind of jerk them around? You know, if you're like a smooth talking guy and you're like, I can bring any home girl home from the bar. Are those the women you want? <laughs> women who want smooth talking, sleazy dudes? Is that, are those the type of women? Because watch out for the crazy on that one. I'm just going to toss that out there. Um, <laughs> you know, because, because that's, that's what's making them feel, you know, who knows what's happening on their end, right? But you can see how all these different dynamics um, really come, really come into it. And so there's, there's kind of a lot, there's a lot going on. So the simplest way, like just the best way forward is just to be really authentic. Okay. Um, you know, especially when you're coming into, you know, you're, you're, you're coming up to someone who you don't know, people tend to already kind of defend them. Like they hold back a little bit because they're, you know, they're afraid, right? And this is difficult. You know, I, I, I understand that I'm oversimplifying my words a bit, but try not to be afraid. You know, she might say yes and she might say no, and it doesn't reflect on you either way. Or it doesn't, you know, decide sort of who you, um, who you are. It doesn't define you. You need to be who you are be confident in that, and then, you know, a, a approach as best you can, and that's it, okay? But don't, don't try and be someone else, because then, first of all, again, it doesn't, it doesn't work, because all, all people feel is inauthenticity, and then also, best case scenario, it does work, and you're with the wrong woman, okay? So don't confuse niceness with weakness, or sensitivity, or vulnerable, or vulnerability, any of those things. Those are not weakness. Those are not the same thing. You're naturally sensitive. You're naturally kind. You're naturally willing to be vulnerable. Those are great qualities. We need more of that in the world. Weakness means I'm going to let you treat me like shit, and I'm not going to say anything. Or, you know, I want to... Um, you know, another example of what would be weakness, Kaylin. Mm. I'm not sure. That's sort of coming down. So if you if you do get rejected and then you collapse, there mm, it is. Okay. Okay. So you have, you know, you ha you're you're willing to be vulnerable and you're um and you're kind and you're you're genuine and you're forgiving. Um, and then it'll distort towards that weakness, low self-confidence, um, insecurity. Um and, and, and that doormat place of, of letting people, oh, okay, well, I guess I just, I guess I won't say anything then because you seem to know what you're doing. It's like, whoa, well, now you're just out of your power. Mm -hmm. Okay, now you're just not, not sort of, um, you're not standing in, in, in the power of who you are. What? You got some? I was... I was just thinking. Mm -hmm. I can feel thinking Caitlin of. thinking. <laughs> like, Caitlin, you, you, you have something, right? <laughs> um, I was just thinking of when you said that, and that's why I was silent for a second, when you said, oh, you know, I'll just, okay, well, you're, you're right, so I won't, I won't say anything. That has summed up a past relationship of mine. That really? whole, <laughs> that whole feeling where I, you know, in the beginning of the relationship, I um, felt, now I'm not, I was not being my true authentic self. I did feel as though I was being more authentic at the beginning of the relationship. Um, and by the time it was, uh, it was done, I wouldn't say anything. Hmm. I had, I, I lost totally who I was authentically in any way, in any understanding of being authentic to myself, I stopped helping myself. You know, I stopped taking responsibility. I just let, you know, I've talked to you about this before, but I've just let things happen. Mm. And it really, you know, talk about not, not being authentic or and attracting the wrong person. I attracted and I continued to attract this, this person in my life that was terrible for us. They were, we were terrible for each other. Mm. We're, we're terrible for each other. <laughs> I mean, he was terrible for for me and I was terrible for him, but, um, just kept, kept sticking together because we were both 
being inauthentic. Um, we were both, our defenses were holding each other together. And what kind of relationship is that? I got, I got out of it. And I was like, what was that? What the hell was that? What just happened oh, what? What for happened a for long years? time? Yeah, yeah. exactly. For, like, for multiple years. Um, you said that, and I just thought of the last episode that we did, which was how to move past your ex. Mm. And the the note is right below. Uh, it says, and it's like the, the positive and negative reasons to get into a relationship. And one of the negative reasons is that your defenses match. Mm. Your insecurities yeah. match. So you're both codependent or you give all the time and he takes all the time or, you know, vice versa. It's like, and again, that's the negative pleasure coming back too. It's like that it'll feel good in the moment. Like something feels good about it, but it does not serve you in the long run. Yeah. No, not at all. Mm-mm. Not in any, any, in any way. But for the couple months that you can try and pull it off. Yes. <laughs> you know, with the three month period. Or I whatever, mean, people do it for ages, but it's not, it's not a happy, it's never a happy mm-hmm. connection. No, you know, it could even last. I mean, really people, uh, but you know, you know, those couples, everybody knows those couples. I think you probably know probably several that are just snipping and sniping and bitching at each other. You know what I mean? You're just sitting there like, and you can see both of their points and how they're missing each other at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, <laughs> I always find that really, <laughs> I find that really interesting. Um, couples just being incredibly mean for each other, but they will not leave each other. Like there, there's that like commitment. They're like, well, we will keep doing it, but we're not going to get any happier or work on our issues. You know, it's like, if you lose your situation, let yourself, you know, explore a little bit, explore the issue. You, you figure out what's happening underneath the surface and the whole thing clears. It's really, it's pretty, it's pretty magical, really, in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so... So the ideal is to be secure. So here's what, here's the, the correction of all of this. So the, the, the lesson, for lack of a better term here, from me that I really want to impart is to, to, to really be aware of not confusing one thing with the other. Don't confuse, you know, um, boundaries with aloofness or, you know, security in yourself, being feeling secure with um, being arrogant or, um, or no, I'm sorry, with, you know, um, let's say self-security with aloofness, right? Or pretending that you to be hard to get. Um, it's not, those things aren't weakness, niceness, sensitivity, vulnerability. Those are incredibly strong and positive qualities. Okay. If you're, if you're looking at, you know, if they're becoming weakness, then, you know, look at, at what it is that you're not facing in yourself because you're, you're, you're in defense, which is great. That means it's in your power, which means you can fix it. Mm. So, um, so then the ideal then is to be secure in yourself. Okay. Again, that's a process of learning to love yourself, of starting to be like, okay, this is how I am. And can I let that be okay? Can that be okay? Okay. So when you come in, you know, talking about coming into a bar, when you come in, you know, not in a, you don't come from a place of need or desperation. Okay. Don't be dependent on the result of that interaction, but be open and willing to connect. That's what attracts me, you know, and, and I see those interactions a lot. That is what, what makes you successful in this, in this realm is, um, is, is to, be, to be open and unafraid. I'm, I, I would love to connect with you. That would be great. And if she says no, then like, okay, then I'll, you know, see who else might be interested but I'm not going to take that personally. I'm not going to think about it for the rest of the night. I'm not going to make it about something that I don't know that it's about. Maybe she's just not feeling well this evening. Maybe she's just not interested in you. Maybe you look like her brother. It has nothing to do with, like, like try not to really internalize those moments and, and overanalyze them because you're just sort of reinforcing what you are, you know, the negative beliefs that you have about yourself. See, she thinks, see, nobody wants me. I'm unlovable. I'm ugly. I'm, you know, whatever. Um, don't be afraid of, of being hurt. You know, sometimes you will be. That's, that's the reality of life. You can spend your time being afraid of that and avoiding it and running away from it. Or you can, you know, face it like a woman, like a man, and take it as it comes and take the hard times with the good times and, you know, heal through it, you'll recover. 
you know? And then you let go of it and you grow and you move on to the next thing. So don't be afraid of being hurt. It's going to happen. Um, but your default, you, you want to live from a place of expecting success. You know, if you walk, you know, your mindset when you walk into a bar to attract a woman is incredibly powerful, incredibly influential. Okay, that matters. This shit matters. It makes a difference. It's, it affects your success. Otherwise, I wouldn't fuss with it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if, it didn't, if it didn't matter, I'd be like, all right, well, don't worry about that one. Or that's not your fault, nothing you can do. And you kind of accept that and move on. Reality, like the world around you, um, is, is going to go on regardless of how you feel about it. So you can argue with reality or you can accept reality. Yep, that one rejected me. Yep, the last five rejected me. Okay, I'm maybe going to look at, you know, my approach or how, how do I feel about myself? Do I think that I'm worth, um, you know, going, going home with from a bar? Do I, do I feel like I'm worth swiping right on on Tinder? Do I think I'm worth going out on a date with? Okay, it's always a direct reflection of what's happening in you. So, so you know, if, if you're getting something out in the world that you don't like, look inward and see what, in, to what extent you might be causing that in yourself. Um, so yeah, live from a place of expecting success. And then if you get hurt, then you'll feel your feelings and you'll heal and you'll get over it. You're an adult. Ooh. You'll be okay. You'll heal. Okay? So in those situations, don't let your emotions be dependent on their reaction. Okay, stay strong in yourself and don't let yourself be, you know, easily, so easily swayed by, by the reactions of others. We just had this conversation around something, didn't we, Caitlin? Yes, me. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> having, having, yeah. Having strong boundaries and like letting yourself sort of hold some, hold some power in your, in yourself. Yeah. And definitely being, being swayed by others, um, others' emotions and, and, uh, just really oh, being aware and understanding that just because someone is focusing some emotions or something or projecting something on me on, or I'm receiving their projection does not mean I'm taking it the correct way or it's directly because of me. Um, and I, I very much used to let everyone's emotions affect my life and mm-hmm. my emotions. Um, yeah. And can you talk a little bit about how, how that, um, how life was for you? Oh my God, it was, it was fucking exhausting. <laughs> Cause Sorry. I did that for a while. Cause I did that for a while too, where like, I just let, I just like engaged with everything that passed. First of all, people had to like me. Like that was an absolute, there was no, there was no way I could survive if people didn't like me. Like that is, that is something that I genuinely used to believe about myself. Um, and so, so people had to like me and then I had, I was like always like, you know, grabbing on, engaging with everything. Oh, that came in. Oh, let's follow that. It's like following every rabbit trail. And I was really dispersed. Like my energy was really like unfocused. I couldn't get anything done. I couldn't succeed beyond a certain point because I couldn't get there. I don't know. I was just curious to see if your, your experience was kind of similar. I was a mess. (laughs) Uh Well, yes, I I would definitely use the word the mess. Um, I would use a... I would use different words too, maybe a cluster of something. <laughs> um, fuck, it's yeah, fuck. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cluster fuck. Um, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Anytime. I, I couldn't even, I mean, t- was beyond my own anxiety and like getting out of my own way, just driving down the road and getting so upset because someone cut me off and mm. it would ruin my day. Yes. that's that's such a good example of following a rabbit trail that is so great (laughs) like why why do I care why do I give a shit all right you got there okay well congratulations all right I love it when people speed by me and then sort of not quite cut off but like sort of dive into my lane and we're like both heading for a red light (laughs) yeah I'm like okay is that good you you won good for you yeah you also you floored your gasoline, made the environment worse, cost yourself more money, cost me some breathing, you know, space here, and beat me to the red light, which we're both going to sit at, and I'm going to be right behind you by the time it turns green. It's like, what are we, what are, what is happening here? It, really, any, like, in any interaction, just I would take, I would take, someone could look at me, just look at me. And I could interpret that as 
oh, they looked at me negatively and, mm-hmm. oh, what, what are they thinking? What's wrong with me? What? A, oh my God, why? Mm-hmm. So unnecessary. It's exhausting. It's draining. It is, it's unnecessary and it's, it's absolutely exhausting. Yeah. It's just absolutely exhausting. <laughs> and I'm so glad I can, I can, I'm aware of that now and I can watch it as it happens. And I say, okay, am I really going to let that, is that what I want to do? So what is it, what is it like for you now? Well, I definitely, um, it still happens sometimes. So still, I'd be like, oh, what, what, what's the difference you notice uh, overall? Oh, not nearly as much um, mental exhaustion. Just, just not going through my day isn't, isn't stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely feels like, yeah, I have the choice now. Like I, I can, okay, I can, I can go into that negative pleasure or whatever, you know, that, that negativity and, and, um, and feed into that or I can, or I could not. Yes. And so therein lies the choice. Okay. So now there's a, there's a choice. I can either get really mad at this guy who just cut me off in traffic and it can ruin my day. And that's fine. I mean, it's your day. You can spend it exactly how you'd like. Um, and, or you could, you could choose something else. You could say, you know, that was really irritating. Okay. I don't really care that much. There was a great, you know, one of the things that really shifted my thinking around this um, as far as like grabbing on to everything that's passing and and just being really attached, you know. Um, and I have interestingly always been fascinated with the Buddhist idea of non-attachment, which I've now um, explored a lot in my life, um, but hadn't very much at that point. And I remember um, somebody was either, I think was describing the Buddha or these are words about the, of the Buddha. And he said, um, you know, uh, uh, water doesn't try and move the stone out of its way. It just goes around it. Like it just splits itself and, and, and goes, like you just flow around it. Like you don't need to just clear everything out of your path or, you know, you know, jump at everything that's passing. It's just like, just, just let it go through you. You know, and someone, someone, you know, yells at you or someone, you know, or a woman rejects you in a bar it's like you can make that about you. I mean, you can make you can make that a thing, but you don't have to make that a thing. You can just Okay, she wasn't the one for me. Or it doesn't it, it just it doesn't you don't need to you know attach to that so much. Okay. You know, take it take it in kind of a light way and then not only is your day better, you got a better chance with her because she's seeing you react maturely and that's attractive. Um you're also just, you're, you're better. See how you're just, you're centered in yourself. And that's really significant. Um, this is kind of related, but I kind of just want to tell this story. There's a great story I have. I love um, the little, um, the little tales about, about Buddha. And there's one that always stuck with me. So Buddha and several of his, his followers were passing through a town and uh, a man in this town came up to the Buddha and started just yelling and shouting at him and um, he, you, know, you think you're a teacher, you're, you're a fake, you have nothing to contribute, da, 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 just chatting, chatting. And the Buddha just sits there smiling, doesn't say anything. And the guy goes, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you responding? And just shouts and berates him. Uh, and then finally he just throws up his hand frustrated and gives away. And Buddha keeps on walking. And his disciples said, Buddha, why did you, why did you let him, you know, why did you let him, him shout at you that way? Why didn't you react? And the Buddha says, if someone gives you a gift and you do not accept it, who does the gift belong to? And they said, to the giver. And he said, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So just because somebody goes to hand you something doesn't mean you need to take it. Mm -hmm. If I'm walking down the street and someone says, you're stupid and ugly, I could be like, okay. I respect that opinion. There are certainly people who are more attractive and smarter than I am. That is not, that is not untrue. However, I don't feel that I'm stupid and ugly, so I'm just going to let the rest of that go. Have a great day. This is honest to God what my life is like. <laughs> this is life now. <laughs> it wasn't though for a lot of it. So, you know, in, in just sort of wrapping up, um, you know, when, when you do this, when you find this centeredness, when you start to value your nice guy qualities, you're going to find a new strength in yourself. Okay. You'll still be the nice guy because that's who you are. And that's a great thing. And these are really 
you know, you, they're great people. You just re- need to redefine what nice guy means, okay? Kindness, compassion, these are not things to be ashamed of. These are the qualities that women want, all right? So don't sell yourself short, nice guys. You've got a lot to offer, and there are people out there who'll appreciate it. You just got to, you know, stand in your power and, and stand behind it. And I think that's pretty much all we've got time for today. Caitlin, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. See you next time. Thank you, everybody. See you in the next one. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Dominique Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.